You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to Food for Thought. Your table is now ready. Your servers will be Nate Geary and Bruce Nolan. Our specials today are cold, hard facts and fresh, hot takes. Can I get you started with... I'm sorry, just one moment. Can I get a little energy in here? it up to you live on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network. I'm Bruce Nolan, that gentleman over there fixing it at a eerie, and this is Food for Thought, a show combining two of your three favorite F-words. That's right, food and football. The third one is flamboyancy. Mm. You know, we, we can be a little flamboyant. I would say so. Over the top, maybe a little extra perhaps and i saw you mr geary at the hot dog eating contest and i thought eh, flamboyancy sure why not a little over the top maybe a little extra i saw some yes. of the pictures you know yes but how are you doing it uh well last week our show was about hot dogs uh so i just i pushed it right into the weekend and i just kept all the vibes going Bruce. good you should have kept the. you got to keep the friday vibes going you know i have right. a young person in my life who is trying to keep me up to date on vibes and ah, the way that vibes function. And I, you're a young you, person? Younger than you. Oh, like, like young, like an actual young person that I okay. know. Sure. And he told me that Fridays are for good vibes. Good vibes yeah. Friday. Yeah. But then he also said that you can't vibe check on Saturdays. And I didn't know that. But you're not allowed to vibe check on Saturdays. So whatever somebody says, you can't vibe check on a Saturday. And I didn't know this either, but the young people told me this. So apparently we're the good vibes show, but then when the show drops as a podcast on Saturday morning, after it's no longer live, now you can no longer vibe check. So it's good vibes during the live showing. And then you can't check the vibes of food for thought on Saturday when it goes live. Does this all track for you? uh yeah i listen as as a purveyor of vibes i'm not sure trying to define when it is you can i'm sorry check your vibe yes check your vibe how old how old is this person in your life bruce this person is in their early 20s okay uh, you can't vibe check on a saturday so that's the it's listen this is the this is the tough part about young people 
is I sometimes can't tell if they're messing around with me because as a 30 year old man, uh, as uh, a 64 year old man like yourself, um, it can be t- <laughs> AARP, AARB for Bruce. AARB, it is That's always right. Bruce. Um, I often can't tell because I have younger cousins, right? I, I often can't tell if they're messing with me, if they're telling me things to throw into the ether with my other adult friends. That just isn't true at all. You know, like I, I get the sense that could be exactly what your friend here is doing. Well, I could be being messed with for sure. Because he, he, I would almost guarantee that. you're being messed with. I could be being messed with. That's a possibility. If you are here in the comments, please help me understand what vibe checking on Saturday actually means and whether or not that's that's a thing. So okay, so here's a reminder. thing, Bruce. Hold on before we yeah. even get into this. What's up? One of my, my younger cousin is in here right now. He says no vibe checks on Sunday. Uh, I get. And by the way, no, I am not losing weight. If anything, I'm gaining weight. Um, but I appreciate. Uh, I think you might be messing with me, but it's fine. There we go. As a reminder, if you are in here with us live on the YouTubes and you want to send us a super chat for greater than $10, you will get a Genesee pint glass. Make sure you are following at Genesee Brewery on Twitter and DM at Nate Geary Sports proof of the super chat and the Genesee follow with your address. You know, because today's show, like all shows, is brought to you by, you know it, the Genesee right. Brewing Company. Look for Pineapple Kolsch in stores and at bars and restaurants today. Genesee Beer, brewed for generations. Product placement. Product placement. That's what we do. That's what we do. And you know, we're going to be placing a lot of products in our face this weekend because it is okay to know where you're going with that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, the Genesee, we're going to put a lot of Genesee in our faces yeah, yeah, this weekend, yeah. and we're going to put a lot of food in our faces this weekend. That's and right. What I wanted to talk about was I don't want to do the normal thing. I don't want to talk about burgers and dogs. What do you eat? What are you, you going to eat for 4th of, of July? No, no, that's not what we do here at Food for Thought. We are going to talk about surprisingly patriotic foods, foods that you would not immediately think are patriotic, but you go, oh, well, you know, I, I kind of think now that I think about it, that is kind of a patriotic food. Sure. We're going to add to the list of foods that are associated with being patriotic this mm. evening, Mr. Geary. Let's start with you. What you got? So I'd like to maybe turn this into a category so to, get, to get a little bit more broad for the listeners at home, right? And I guess where I'm going to go with this, Bruce, is anything beer battered. Because in my humble opinion, Bruce... Beer is one of the most American things ever, even though I believe it originated in Germany. I might be making that up. I don't, I don't know my history of beer too well. But I will tell you that anytime I've ever had beer battered something, I, it always sort of reminds me of like a true American dish. It's always at an American type restaurant. It's at, a, it's at a diner, right? Beer battered onion rings is a good one, right? Uh, beer battered fish, which I'm not a big fan of, right? You're... you're, you're your fish fry, your standard buffalo style fish fry is going to be beer battered. Um, and so I, I'm, I'm going to say anything beer battered um, short of like, you know, you could beer batter a lot of things that aren't probably very good. I'm going to tell you something that I recently had that was beer battered. And I'm not sure if you're ready for this. I'm ready. Chicken fried steak, beer battered. I was not ready. It wasn't good. Really? But I tried it. Yeah, no, it wasn't good. No. 
no. try everything once. Uh, the only, really I've good. only, I've only had one good beer batter, or I've only had one good uh, chicken fried steak. My buddy, uh, my buddy James, uh, who owns Tutant Compass Run here in the city. Next time you're in town, I'll take you there. Uh, they they used to have lobster, but they no longer have lobster. Sorry, Bruce. Um, but we can sub out the lobster for something. Else. We could we could sub it out, but um. He's the only person I've really had make a good chicken fried steak. I think for the most part, you kind of have to go with a cheap steak. I think the higher higher quality of the steak and you burn it, you're sort it sort of feels sacrilegious or you overcook it because you do have a tendency. I've only probably had a perfectly cooked chicken fried steak once in my life. Skirt steak, sirloin. Yes. I think, I think it's end of list. I think skirt steak is probably the only one, to be honest. So Carl in the comment section says the vibe check is a real thing as a 20 something year old, essentially don't judge others on a Saturday because they may go a little over the top with drinking slash shenanigans and et cetera. So we have a resident 20 year old who tells us that vibe checking on Saturday is a real thing. John Herring says, do not overcook steak. It needs a little bit of blood. Okay. Now see, we're, we, we, we've gone too far here. We've gone into a category that a good vet could get back on his feet that that's too much for me i think it's important that there is no cold i want my entire steak warm absolutely pink is fine in fact a good medium rare it should have that 125 to 128 129 in the very middle degree temperature it yeah. should be that hot um nothing should be cold nothing should I'm be sorry. cold they don't say cold they say cool Cool. cool yeah center yeah no i'm good i'm good okay, i'm good so. we could go forever on that though we won't uh just so you know beer was invented in ancient mesopotamia oh yeah because they they're uh weren't they the originators of the first irrigation system as well yes they discovered that if they were to soak their grains in uh sorry soak roasted grains in water that it they'd would get give drunk them sort as of least slightly alcoholic beverage um, because at that point they already had wine and so they had they a like, oh, look yes yeah so, sure sure surprisingly patriotic foods nate went with beer battered everything yes beer, beer i'm battered gonna everything. go a little bit more specific okay i'm going with frank's hot sauce and allow me to tell you why frank's hot sauce is shockingly patriotic number one hmm. it's overpowering it's gaudy it shows up <laughs> essentially everywhere. It shows up in places where it doesn't belong. People Are you swear devotion to Frank's and the name is Frank's. If that doesn't sum up patriotic, I don't know what does. Frank's literally the, the tagline for Frank's is I put that blank on everything. That's right. It shows up everywhere. Places where it doesn't even belong. Places where there's no reason... Just like the American flag, I have seen the American flag turned into all sorts of weird things. I have seen American flag turned into underwear, and I have seen it turn mm. into car paint jobs. And I've seen it. And I'm like, you know what? I have decided that the most surprisingly patriotic of foods is Frank's Red Hot. The devotion that people swear to it, the way that it is ubiquitous across the culinary spectrum, Frank's. Red Hot is the most surprisingly patriotic of all foods. I mean, it sounded like you were describing me what the gaudy thing. Where I was like, oh god, I think he's, I think he's describing me right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
No, I did is, not. is Bruce making a double entendre Frank Nate joke? I'm, I'm, if he is good for him because the depth and the brevity is my metaphors, man. You know what? I'm like Shrek. There's layers, you know, layers La- like onions. Ogres are not like parfaits. He says, <laughs> Bruce is not like parfaits. <coughs> so now that we've established that Bruce is like a parfait yes. and a parfait is not a surprisingly patriotic food, but deep fried and Frank's are what we need to do is find something that is deep fried. That is also covered in Frank's. And the answer is of course, chicken wings, which brings us back. They're deep fried and they are covered in Frank's. So it works moving along. We are going to continue our roster room predictions and previews for the Buffalo Bills 2022 season with Nate and his cat in front of him. Samson's here, y'all. Samson is here. We have a Samson appearance. And just so you know, we might get, I'm not sure, we might get a Mrs. Nolan appearance. Not not physical appearance, but she might walk in when I'm in the middle of the show. I don't know. Hmm. No one knows. No one knows. I'm not not sure. But based on the schedule, we might get that. But if the Bills linebacker room was a food, Nate, I think it would be this particular type of food. I think it would be bacon and eggs. And I'll tell you why it's bacon and eggs. Everybody in the world that you know who is okay with breakfast food in general is okay with bacon and eggs, right? Everyone goes, bacon and eggs, yeah. It, it, it's the two foods that you associate most with breakfast. When you say the words breakfast food, breakfast food, immediately bacon and eggs come to mind. Now, you can add toast on the side. You can add other stuff on the side. But really, it's all about the bacon and eggs. You can have pancakes. You could have waffles. You could try and make a skillet that has bacon and eggs in it. You can make an omelet that's got bacon and eggs. But ultimately, bacon and eggs are the two pillar foundational pieces of Mm. breakfast food and that's the way this linebacker room is you can add terrell bernard you can feel like you have reasonable depth you can try to maybe sprinkle in a little bit more base defense now that you have a third linebacker who's not aj klein but ultimately it's still about matt milano and tremaine Edmonds. the same way that it's been for years so the dressings around the bacon and eggs might look different. And the fact of the matter is you can try all sorts of things to spice it up, but the foundation you can throw piece, Frank's on it. You can throw Frank's on it, which is surprisingly patriotic, but ultimately the thing that will carry the breakfast is bacon and eggs. And ultimately mm. the thing that's going to carry this linebacker room, regardless of what they do around it, regardless of the trimmings, is going to be Matt Milano and Tremaine Edmonds, the same way that it's always been. And no one has a problem with that. Nobody looks at the Bills linebackers and go, ooh, Nate, (laughs) I don't know, man. I don't know. You know what you're going to get. You know you're going to get good play from Matt Milano and Tremaine Edmonds together as a unit, regardless of whether or not Tremaine Edmonds is the most polarizing figure. And I would argue that eggs are a fairly polarizing food. Guy Fieri does not like eggs. That is right. That guy does not like eggs. There are certain people out there who do not like eggs. So, for example, the gentleman who told me about vibe checking, he can only Ah, eat eggs if they're on or with bread. That's it. He can only eat them as part of a sandwich. Not by themselves. 
cannot eat eggs by themselves. So eggs are a very polarizing food, much like Tremaine Edmonds does. But that doesn't change the fact that it's still a foundational piece. So that, to me, is the way I view the 2022 Bills linebacker room. Bacon okay. and eggs. And Matt Milano, of course, is the bacon. Yes, obviously he was the bacon. I I, I did figure that. Um, Are you ready for mine, Bruce? I I'm I don't I said I was ready when you said chicken fried steak, but me I, I don't think I was ready. Oh oh, the, the flipping of the pages continues. If the Bills linebacking group, the position group, was a food, it would be spaghetti parmesan. Bruce, have you ever had spaghetti parm? I have. So you know that at the end of the day, it's spaghetti. But the elevation that it takes, that the parming, right? It's a a parming's a verb. You to parm something. It's not actually Parmesan cheese. It's mozzarella, Mm -hmm. which is an interesting, frankly, it's kind of a, it doesn't make sense, right? If you, when somebody says you should Parmesan something or parm it, you would think, okay, well, they're just going to toss a bunch of Parmesan cheese and that'll be that. But that's not the situation Mm -hmm. to, to, to parm spaghetti You are elevating a very simple dish and you're turning it into something really good. There's potential always for a basic spaghetti dish to be turned into something greater because at the end of the day, spaghetti can be kind of plain Jane. It can be kind of boring depending on what your, what the, you know, root material are you putting it with a meat sauce? Um, And I, I kind of, the reason I'm going with spaghetti parm here, Bruce is by themselves last year, the linebacking crew, was the linebacking crew for a number one defense in the NFL. By nature, they can't be bad if they're the linebackers of the number one defense in all of football last year. A lot of people criticize, fair, unfair, whatever you want to say about Tremaine Edmonds. Tremaine Edmonds is a polarizing player, to your point. He gets blamed for a lot of things. It reminds me of the conversation that people have about scheme and play calling. For the most part, myself, you, Bruce, I would consider ourselves people, men of football. I know a pretty good amount of for X's and O's. I played quarterback for a long time. I, I, I feel like when I watch the game, I can understand things, right? But most fans do not have a true underlying understanding of in, in a given play, in a given situation, if it was the play call or if it was execution that went wrong, right? So play calling typically just gets the blame. Defensively, I can't remember a time where a player gets so little credit but gets so much criticism like Tremaine Edmonds does. Matt Milano, um, I think there's there's a, a a true belief that Matt Milano's sort of the best linebacker on this team, right? So together, they make the spaghetti dish, right? Like they are your standard meat sauce, normal box noodles, whole nine, right? Just your typical spaghetti. The Bills' new interior defensive line is that parm. That parm that opens up a dish that is so plain and so simple in standard spaghetti and red sauce and turns it into a dish you go back for, that you seek out that restaurant. You know that one restaurant that has spaghetti parm, you're going to it because you want the spaghetti parm. Not because you want spaghetti, but you want spaghetti parm. It's the whole experience of it. The elevation of that standard spaghetti dish, like this linebacking core, in my opinion, Bruce, will be elevated by the style of player that they added to the interior of this defensive line and the competency that they added to the interior of this defensive line. Think about it, Bruce. Daquan Jones, right? Jordan Phillips, Tim Settle, big bodies, 
run stuffers, guys that can play with a physical brand of football on the front end, should open things up for Tremaine Edmonds to play a freer brand of football. So because of that, because it's the elevation of the element in front of them that will allow their game to be raised or risen to the next level, I'm going to compare it to Spaghetti Parm because the only thing that could truly make spaghetti must get food is by parming it, just like this group of linebackers will be sort of like the must-see TV when they have the freedom and ability to get sideline to sideline without worrying about guards getting to the second level without getting touched. Nathaniel, you commented on a a tweet that I tweeted not too long ago Mm -hmm. about my stress level in my job and that if my podcast appears one day. And what you, what you, do you remember what you said? I said, uh, someone hire Bruce and I to be their radio hosts. When that day comes, I'm going to clip the food metaphors that you and I just did. And I'm going to send it to that and say, (laughs) hi, I would like all your money now, please. Write this. I'm not going to use. I want to use this 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 clip. And I'm no context. What else? What else do you possibly want? What what more could you want from two gentlemen at 9 p.m. Eastern on their Friday night? What more could you ask for in a standard Monday through Friday schedule? Because here's the thing, right? And and to my cousin Jake's point, chefs, right? Chefs is that place. And Bruce, I think people are going to have some uncomfortable conversations about. Tremaine Edmonds this year because I have the I have this sense, Bruce, that his game is about to take a true step forward for the first time in his four year, going to be five years this year career. I think he's got not just one guy in Starla Tulale, right? Who, frankly put, I think was a little disappointing um, in Buffalo. And I think I'm not exactly surprised. Disappointment is an interesting and relative term, right? Disappointment because of the amount of money he was given. Not because I felt that Star Latulale was an elite level one technique in the NFL. I just thought the Bills paid him a lot of money. Like they paid Trent Murphy a lot of money. Like the Bills had spent a lot of money on their defensive line since Brandon Bean got here. And they never seemingly got it right. They never bought in to the right style that complemented the backside, that complemented their group of linebackers. Well, I think that has changed now, Bruce. We talked about this last week or two weeks ago now when we were talking about the versatility, right? The savory and sweet. The Bills can be two things. Frankly, Bruce, the Bills can be just about anything. If you want to throw something unique at the Bills, if you want to, if you're the Ravens, the Bills can match up with you if you want to go heavy. They can match up if you if you want to go light. If you want to run four tight ends and a running back out in the field, the Bills can cover that with athleticism or with force, and that savory sweet, that versatility, the ability to go back and forth with the style of play, particularly in the interior, I think there's going to be a lot of people eating crow and or having some egg on their face because I think this is Tremaine Edmonds' time to to fully maybe see the realization of the player I think a lot of people maybe unfairly thought that they were getting in a high first-round pick. So I think now that he finally has the type of players at the line of scrimmage that will demand more than just a, you know, uh, more than just a chip and get to the second level and be able to seal. Listen, I'm not making any mistakes here by saying Tremaine Edmonds has the ability to be one of the best sideline to sideline linebackers in the league. The problem is he does not get off blocks very well. 
So I think if you are asking me, how do you get the best? How do you see the ceiling of Tremaine Edmonds? It's by giving him the ability to move the weakness in his game off the table. And I think you do that by having one techniques and, and guys at the one and three that can, that can, you know, at the point of attack, command double teams, command more than just a basic chip and get to the next level. And I think with that now, he's in the best position he's ever been from a his defense, his scheme, the personnel in front of him are taking away the things that are the weakest parts of his game that should allow him to thrive in a defense that's always fit his skill set very well, Bruce. It just was, I believe, the personnel in front of him didn't really allow him to play the game at the speed that he wants to play it at. And now I'm, I think, I think, I just think a lot of people are going to be talking about extending him. And I think there's going to be a lot of reversals of opinions on Tremaine Edmonds after this year. People forget that once Ray Lewis lost Sam Adams, he said, you, you got to go get me somebody, keep me clean. You got to do it. And the Ravens went and got Haloti Nada right after that, when the Bills drafted Dante Whitner. And he was a linebacker who understood why it was so important to keep him clean because he couldn't do what he wanted to do if he was constantly getting offensive linemen in his face. If you if you are uh, an offensive team and you want to run the ball and you need, need to go two back in order to be able to get someone on a linebacker, that's a good thing. Because if you don't need to, do, if you can do single back power and know that you can get guards climbing to the second level, that is a meaningful advantage in the run game. And it also allows you to not tip your hand by having a fullback in. So having two gap, and I, I made a comment on Twitter earlier this week where I said that you? Daquan Jones might be the most schematically significant addition that the Buffalo Bills made. Yeah. Because he changes the math up front. That's and right. I don't know if people necessarily understood what I meant when I say change the math up front. But basically, if you're going to play in nickel and you are going to play too high, as often as the Buffalo Bills do, the numbers are different now in the box. And you need to be able to make that up with two gapping. You have to have at least your one tech yeah. be able to cover two gaps because you lost a body. You are voluntarily deciding to take a body out and you are taking one of the other bodies and making it lesser by trading in a third linebacker for a nickel corner. Now, Taron Johnson is really good against the run. He's one of the things that makes the Buffalo Bills defense go. Mm -hmm. But when you take somebody out of the box, if you would continue to run a too high shell, then you need to make up a gap. And unless you're going to just start playing gap and a half across the front, you're going to go Wade Phillips on us. That's you're just not going to do that. You, you need to have a two-gapping one-tech. And I love Harrison Phillips, and I like Starla Tule, but they weren't doing it at a high enough level where you could consistently keep Tremaine Edmonds clean. So the ability to have somebody take on doubles and the ability of that player to command the double because otherwise he can hold stout and disengage left and disengage right, that stuff matters from a run defense standpoint. Yeah. So. I, I agree with you, and I, quite frankly, I think that this was a, a, an unbelievably good scenario, um, unbelievably good scenario, and for us to e examine our uh, food metaphors. So I think I think we did a pretty good, pretty, pretty constantly good job. elevating. And I mean, we're we're well in a year into this, Bruce, we are. and the elevation of food similes has gotten to a mind blowing 
level. And it's almost kind of what the people come for now. And, you know, it should be. It, it's the yeah. thing. It's what yeah. we do. Connor says, Bruce, you should sing every episode of Bruce Exclusive. Nate, I don't know if you listen to Bruce Exclusive this week or not. But um, this this week's episode yeah. was called A yeah, Few of My Favorite Stats. And I opened with uh, a song yeah. that I wrote. Oh, which song was it, Bruce? I I, I don't know. I, 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 Sound of Music, maybe? I don't know. It was, I know. It was, it was, it was pretty, pretty, pretty good there. I did. Not gonna lie. I, did I did enjoy it. So uh, Carl says, it blows my mind how you guys can still send tweets and respond to tweets while live and don't miss a beat. Multitasking, baby. This is, like I said, we're going to prove that someone should give us a, a gigantic bucket of money to be I've got two our, screens. Yeah, we got two screens. I have, two, I have three monitors. Two screens and a cell phone, fellas. You got to be able to multi, multitask. The young here. people taught me that. The young people taught that's me how right. to multitask. That's right. But I can multitask, but I can't check vibes. So that's, that's, that's important. Can't check the vibes. Not so, today. Not today. Not no, no, today, no, not speaking. tomorrow. Oh, that's right. Not I can't tomorrow. Check the vibes on Saturday. Today Fridays you can. Good vibes only. Right. So. Right. Okay. So we talked Here's about Bills linebacker groups, and we're going to move on to the group that had the most significant draft investment yeah. made into it this year with the drafting of former Florida cornerback Kyir Elam. The Bills' current cornerback group makes me feel like nate take it away the bills cornerback room makes me feel like your favorite restaurant goes through a rebrand right and this is still the same chef still the same building still the same you know cocktails at the bar but it's a different concept it's a different style of food it's still the same guy making it but he likes it better this way he had an opportunity to build something that he's built over the last couple of years and you get bored you want more versatility you don't want to just cook the same things night in and night out you want to try something new you want to be able to run more press man right you want to not just be the same old soft zone coverage that you are year in and year out. You still got the same weight staff. You still have the same bussers and the bartenders. Everyone's the same, except maybe you bring in some new machinery. Maybe you bring in a pressure cooker now because, you know, the the new menu, your new concept requires different materials, different cooking options. I, I mentioned the pressure cooker, right? Or maybe you went from more of a deep fryer, you know, battered st style place to, more of a grilled, more of a flat top style situation. So for me, it's having the same thing you've always really liked, which is zone zone corners that are playing at a high level, that have two safeties behind them, that give them the versatility to play with a little bit more freedom, to now a team that they draft Kyer Elam with a little bit more versatility, Bruce. A team that can run press man. A team that can still run all the same normal concepts we've come to know and love from a Sean McDermott, Leslie Frazier defense with new wrinkles, with new opportunities. We're talking about this defensive line and all the differences that we might be able to see this year at the linebacker level. Well, I would argue that I'm really interested to see what kind of disguising that Leslie Frazier can do with these safeties. If his corners can be relied upon to play press man. And that is what Kyer Elam walked into this league capable of doing is playing press man at the NFL level. It is still going to be a work in progress for him to truly fit into the, the zone scheme that has made Sean McDermott such a prevalent defensive play caller and obviously got him into head coaching job. So 
it's a lot like your fit. You'll miss that restaurant. You're going to miss Levi Wallace. You're going to miss how that number one defense consistently was able to get over the injury of Tredavious White. I, I'll be on record as saying, I, you can go find the receipts in the tweets. I thought the season was over, Bruce, when Tredavious White went down with injury. But the scheme held it together. The scheme is better than one than just one individual player. It's the sum of its parts. That has not changed. But the versatility and the different styles of food, the different styles, the different concepts you're going to be able to apply has now changed. And I'm excited about what that change is going to look like, or in this case, taste like. Well, this is going to be awkward. Is it the same? Did you did you come up with the same thing? I had the exact same thing <laughs> as far as having a restaurant going through a rebrand. So while you yes. we were talking, I very quickly changed. Pivoted. You pivoted to a completely different thing. And I'm going to see how it goes right off the bat. The Bills cornerback group makes me feel like I am having Panera's broccoli cheddar soup after 2016. So Panera went through a incredibly specific in 2016 where they went and they took away all their artificial flavors and colors and stuff, other stuff. And they were trying so hard to get the broccoli cheddar soup, which was a foundational piece yes. of the, what was the St. Louis Bread Company and Panera and all that stuff. And this is a scenario where I think it's better. I think it's just better. It's new and improved. I loved the old thing. The Buffalo Bills have never had a problem with their secondary no one's ever looked at the Bills secondary and be like, oh, man, you guys are terrible. But they somehow took the thing we all know and love and actually somehow made it better. Now, you may have gone through a lot of changes to do it because there were rumors that Panera actually went through like 50 or 60 different recipes to try and get the right broccoli cheddar soup because that's how many, how much they cared about getting the broccoli cheddar soup right. And the Buffalo Bills have been trying to get CB2 right forever. They rolled through Josh Norman, and they rolled through Levi Wallace, and they rolled through a cast-off from the Houston Texans and Kevin Johnson, and all these people they rolled through. And then finally, they finally they found what they believe to be the one. Just like the Buffalo Bills rolled through many mm. different options at cornerback, the Panera Bread Company rolled through multiple different recipes in 2016 when they made the decision that they wanted better quality food. They made the decision. It may have taken them a little while to get there. They may have rolled through 50 or 60 recipes, but they got one, and it's still just as popular as it ever was, and now you can make an argument. It's actually better. So the Bills cornerback group makes me feel like I am having the Panera broccoli cheddar soup after the rebrand. How did I do, Nate? Bruce, are you a Panera stan? I am a Panera stan. This is I like, am. I think, three out of four episodes that you've brought Panera up in conversation. I am a Panera stan. Um, if you are defining fast food by has a drive through Panera is elite fast food. I don't think I'm going to just simplify fast food into whether or not it has a drive through I think there's more to fast food than that. You think if they have combo meals, 
They're no, I, I know Panera's got combos. How do you define fast food then? Because I go through a drive-thru at Taco Bell and pick up my food basically the same speed I do at Panera. How do you find fast food where you can include Taco Bell but exclude Panera? I don't see how you can do it. Um, Because they're making the items at the store fresh. So are they at Taco Bell? They're no, but Panera's they, not. They I'm saying the, Panera doesn't do that. Panera doesn't do that. No, they don't make it. They, they don't make it there. Your soups in bags, Bruce. So is Taco Bell's. Taco Bell's meats in bags. Yeah, but they got that. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know what? If Panera is fast is food, then so Panera. is Taco Bell. If Taco Bell's okay. fast food, then so is Panera. I have yet to find a way you can thread that needle. And define fast food in such a way that it includes Taco Bell, but doesn't include Panera. I, well, I just I'm, can't. Panera fast. fast food or restaurant, Panera. It's both. Ooh, it's something okay. called fast casual. See, You're fast wrong, casual Bruce. doesn't have a drive through for me. And I You're... think, well, and, and to be fair, to be fair, a lot of Paneras don't have a drive through. Yes, that's right. But my every Panera McDonald's does. has it. Every fast food joint has has a. Okay, is Boston Market fast food? I haven't been to a Boston Market in nine million years. Do they have a Do they have a drive through? Yeah. Then yes, they're fast food. I don't know. I disagree. If it's fast enough to get to you in a drive through, then it's fast food. Right. Uh, I I tell you, I did not come prepared to fight you on this, Bruce, but. I've well, got to tell you, we're gonna try. I am not. Food. I'm not a Panera fan. Not no. a Panera fan. No. I think their bagels are okay. Their bagels are great. I like their sandwiches, man. Their sandwiches. I can have a sandwiches. chicken avocado, a chipotle chicken avocado melt every sure. day of the week. Chicken uh, chipotle, half chicken chipotle avocado with a soup and bread. Yep, that'll be twenty one dollars, sir. 21 where are you getting your food panera it's, it's not 42 dollars. it's not it's 42 dollars for my wife and i to have it it's it's you could go to your cupboard right now and get broccoli cheddar soup for 99 cents that is the same quality as panera breads absolutely not oh 100 absolutely Bruce. not can you could you could go to soup. aldi go down the canned food aisle and go get a uh, what what's what's uh, a specialty select and have the same experience at home for half for seven tenths the price, three tenths the price. I think I'm, I'm not a I'm not a fractions guy, but regardless, I am shocked, Bruce, that you're a Panera guy. Shocked, really? Yeah, I, I, I Panera's it's not I, good. I, I'm a Panera guy. I am a Panera guy and by panera guy i mean it's the best fast food i'm not putting it above other restaurants but i'm putting it in the in the group of fast food and if you put it in the group of fast food my wife and i can roll roll to the roll to the drive-thru walk out not walk out of the drive-thru pull out of the drive-thru 23 dollars later the same way we would at taco bell's 19 bucks with there's 20 23 i got so let me better ask you food this. i like better and I love Taco Bell. This. What is if if I were to ask you? Okay, if Panera is your favorite fast food, 
Put it's not my favorite, but it's up there when it comes to fast okay, food. Okay, well, what's your favorite? Probably Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers. I'm a Cane's guy. It's going to be hard to poke any holes in that, brother. I love Raising Cane's, man. I have only had it twice. Uh, it's phenomenal. I will say that it's on par. Maybe, depends on the day, maybe it's slightly ahead of this other one that I believe probably is my favorite. Zaxby's. Okay, so I recently I'm a had big Zaxby's, Zaxby's for the first time in a long time. And I recently had Zaxby's and I was comparing it directly to Kane's and I thought I thought it fell short. What'd you get? Uh, chicken fingers. I specifically got oh, chicken fingers. Fingers. Okay. Because I was I was trying to draw a comparison between it and Kane's. I specifically got that to test out them relative to Kane's. All right, Karen makes a decent point here. If if yes. if I will give Panera anything, the bread soup bowl is fantastic. But has anyone ever single handedly taken down a bread bowl in one sitting? Yes, I have. Bruce. Yes. Well, I have taken for, down an entire pizza by myself. It's, it's important. It's important for people to know that don't know you. You're 64, and yes. you're also 435 pounds. So yes. that's really not that surprising. No, no, it shouldn't be. the 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 acquaintance that I mentioned to you before, who checks who checks the vibes. Yes. He and I. He and I sat down not too long ago, and we were chatting about the vibes and everything. He said, "How many bagels do you think you can eat?" Oh, and I said, don't even get me going. Wow, what are we talking about? He goes, if I got a dozen bagels, could we eat them together? Could we each eat six bagels? I was like, that's it? Six? Six bagels? Yeah. That's it? Six? And so he and I sat down and said, okay, he ordered 24 bagels. And we just said, we're just going to see when we when, when it gets bad, right? When you tap out. Yeah. I got to nine bagels and without blinking. Wait, wait, wait. Did you point. put anything on them? Yeah. We had cream cheese. How many do you think if you if you didn't if, if you didn't I really wanted if I, if I had decided ahead of time I could easily do it a dozen bagels or more. So I once ate a plain dry pumpernickel bagel on camera one time because people thought I wouldn't do it for whatever reason. I love bagels. I could eat especially a fresh like and it's got to be the right kind of bagel. I don't want none of your baked like hard really hard outside i get that crap out of here i want the really the boiled the very soft like pulls apart it's a little got that little bit of moisture in it to me that is and i if i could get it semi-fresh where it's still warm i could eat 12 no problem no problem bruce it's a bagel off it's a bagel off we got a bagel off so Obviously, I don't have the eggnog anymore. For those of you who maybe weren't around in the eggnog era of this show, um, I last Thanksgiving, I decided to try eggnog for the first time. I'd never tried it. I was then told by my my good friend Elton Brown. Somebody's somebody's <laughs> swinging it around right now. Yeah, yeah my I, uh, friend, good friend Alton my Brown. good good friend Alton Brown, Food Network's my Netflix's buddy. Alton Brown told me about the great history of eggnog. So I, you know, I I tried it, uh, but this this that was after the fact. But when I tried it, 
I took a sip and it was terrible. Um, so I closed it back up, put it down, went on with the podcast, came back to the following Friday. Oh, and the eggnog was still here. Bruce, look, I look at this funny thing. And the eggnog is still here on my desk. And then week after week after week after week, the eggnog literally grew. Uh, it became a living, breathing thing. Uh, it was the fourth, I'm sorry, the fifth thing with a beating heart in my home. I've got two cats, my girlfriend and I, it became a, the fifth living thing, but then we moved. Um, and it was my good friend Alton's, um, advice to not bring it with me because if it were to get punctured or if something were to happen in the process of moving, it would be bad because that was terrible. It was not good. But the reason I'm bringing this up is we need a new mascot, Bruce. We, the eggnog was sort of the lifeblood of this podcast. It was the, the coagulated was the symbiotic right. lifeblood. <laughs> it was, it was the foundation of the show. Is it time to maybe make bagel? The fountain, the new foundation of the show is bagels. Our should foundation. We, should we each have a bagel? During the Before show, ever, during the show, and then try to talk through while we're eating a plain, un, untoasted, no cream cheese bagel. I kind of feel like, I kind of feel like we should like try and like get the most creative bagels possible every week for the show. I don't know if I could do it though. I don't know if I have a bakery who can do some weird, weird bagels for me or not. Whoa, 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 whoa. Unbuttered Wegmans bagels are fine, Carl. I am taking exception to biting mozzarella. Like, you're talking about cheese sticks, like string cheese? He just, it, that that's what he does? Carl in the comment section says that his co-worker eats raw, unbuttered Wegmans bagels every day. Fine, but that fine. he also eats by biting into mozzarella sticks rather than peeling, like string cheese. He yes, string cheese. into them. There is nothing that I take more enjoyment out of than stringing off. And I do it in a very I, – I won't go over a certain size. If I get it too big, Bruce, you know what I do? I split that that piece that I got too big. There is – there's a process to – this is the ADHD in me talking. But there's a true process in eating string cheese. And there is nothing that could turn me away from being your friend than to offer you a, a, a string cheese. And you to just rip a hunk off of it. That would mortify me. Mortify me. Did I ever tell you that the way my wife eats pizza? <laughs> Did I ever tell you this? No, you, you haven't, Bruce. So Mrs. Nolan has a particular way of eating things. And Mrs. Nolan scalps her pizza. She takes a fork and she puts the fork in the area of the pizza where the cheese meets the crust and scrapes it toward her, pulling all the cheese and sauce and toppings off of it. She literally scalps the pizza. She will then eat that lump of cheese and toppings. When she has completed that, she will return for what is left of the sauce on the crust and eat that all the way until it's gone literally scalps the pizza if you ever see someone like that 
eating the pizza in public by scalping it, it is Mrs. Nolan. She's very pretty. You won't be able to miss her. Yep. Everybody's got a weird way of eating something. This guy happens to bite into string cheese. My wife happens to decapitate, I'm not decapitate, scalp pizza. That is the method by which she eats pizza. For those of you listening at home, Nate is currently looking a little bit like Zoolander doing blue steel with his lips puckered, staring off into the distance, going, what is it exactly that I just listened to? So does she not eat, does she leave any of the pizza? Or is it all, at the end of the day, it's all eaten? It's all gone, yeah. It's just the, the, the organization. It's the way in which she eats it. And I, I try to ask her, when did this happen? She goes, I don't know. I'm not sure. But she scalps the pizza. So if it's cheese, she'll literally rip off all of the cheese from the pizza, eat it, and then go back for the crust. It's also one of the reasons why she doesn't like Chicago-style deep dish pizza. Yeah, you can't, you can't do, do that. that. You can't do that. You can't do it. Sauce is on top. Yeah, you can't do it. Connor says, we all thought she was perfect. Now we know. <laughs> you're, you're, you're not wrong. But also, there's something very fascinating about watching her do it. It's yeah, almost sure. cathartic. It's a process. Yeah. So I might think it's weird, but I am just, uh, whew. I am, uh, I was impressed the first time I saw it many, 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 many moons ago when I first got introduced to that. It was a, it was an experience. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. We do not have a guest this evening on the Genesee Brewing Company Hotline. But as a reminder, today's show is brought to you by... The seasonal beer, which Nate is now showing to you, the tropical pineapple Kolsch. It's the current rotating specialty beer. So, a reminder that it's the official beer of summer, brewed with natural flavors for a incredibly crushable drinking experience. It is crushable. Genesee <laughs> Brewing Company, brewed for generations. So, we're going to move on to the winners and losers this week ah, yes. in the NFL. Because I feel like we need to. I feel like we need to talk about winners and losers. And I have a really significant, like, winner that okay. is, like, super-de-duper deep cut. Like, okay, I'm going super-de-duper deep, deep cut. Are you ready? Deep cuts. I'm ready. Peyton Turner. Saints 2021 first-round pick, edge rusher. Peyton Turner is my big win this week. Because 
for those of you who do not know, Peyton Turner was drafted a little bit higher than a lot of people thought. I think all the way until yes. right away before the draft, everyone thought Peyton Turner would be a, a second round pick. The Saints ended up picking him in the first round, but he dealt with a nagging shoulder injury all year long. And I don't know if you know a lot about pass rushing, if you're listening to this, but shoulders are kind of important for pass rushing. And he finally got completely cleared to return in time for training camp, which means he'll be able to get a full off season and he's still getting the elite, elite Cameron Jordan across from him. And for him, big deal because going into training camp healthy, like actually healthy is a big deal for all the people who were hurt last year. You're looking at players like Gus Edwards. You're looking at players like JK Dobbins. You're looking at all these players going, okay, are they going to be back? James White had the hip injury and the sublux subluxation from subluxation. Holy crap. I subluxation. Yeah. Subluxation. It's a tough word though. It really is a tough word, especially late on a Friday night. But Peyton Turner is my biggest winner this week in the NFL. Nate, what about you? Biggest winner. Uh, biggest winner to me is Terry McLaurin and the Washington Commanders. Both of them are the biggest winner because Terry McLaurin, through the first three years of his career, has played with unbelievably poor quarterback play. And to get to become one of the league's premier pass catchers with the quarterbacks that he's had throwing him the football, I, I, I thought there, there was a real sense, Bruce, that he may not get locked up. He might get traded. So I think for me, A, Terry McLaurin absolutely 150% deserved to get the pay raise he got, uh, becoming one of the top 12 highest paid wide receivers in the league. Um, uh, I think it's effectively a three-year, $71 million contract extension, something absurd like that. So bra brava. Um, actually, he might be like one of the top seven paid receivers in the league, regardless. But good for Washington for retaining him. And in a season that you want to figure out if Carson Wentz is, is as bad as he's been for every year but two years of his career, you want to have Jahan Dotson, you want to have a healthy Curtis Samuel, and you want to have Terry McLaurin there, one of the best young receivers in the league. So Terry McLaurin, my biggest winner. But the Commanders might be my true winner there because they get to keep an elite-level wide receiver, a number one wide receiver. You know, I almost put Terry McLaurin as my biggest loser this week because he re-signed with the Commanders. <laughs> Instead of getting traded. <laughs> Funny. I almost, how that I almost works. put that up there because, you know, obviously they, they've been, they've been, they've been struggling for sure. It's been struggling and there has been some issues as it relates to um, the quarterback play and he's going to be hampered. But I think the really thing that made me not decide to make him as a, a loser is it's only a three-year deal, which means even if he gets stuck with continuing he'll be 28, quarterback play, he'll be 28. Yeah. And he can, he can still go get an Allen Robinson deal, which is exactly what happened. Allen Robinson's 28. He's now in the best position he's ever been in. Allen Robinson gets to play with Sean McVay and Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford. And you saw what Kenny, what Matthew Stafford did with Kenny Galladay. What's he going to do with yeah. Allen Robinson? Right. Plus, a, a, a huge part of, I know it's going to get a little bit X's and O's heavy for a second, but we're already on there. So we're here. A, a huge part of the Los Angeles Rams offense is being able to have the X receiver on the ISO side of three-by-ones be able to win because so many of those safeties are going to start to cheat the direction of Cooper Cup because he's going to be... I mean, Cooper Cup is a lot of times the Y in Y-cross. You know what I mean? And he is 
off the line and it's hard to get a handle on him. And so what they're going to do is they're going to kind of roll safeties. Well, they went out and got Odell Beckham because they needed to have an isolated X receiver on the, on the backside of three by one to be able to win and hold that safety and not leave that person stranded. And Odell Beckham did a perfectly reasonable job with that, but then he tore his ACL second, second torn ACL in two years. And so they said, well, Allen Robinson is that dude. And he fits perfectly. He fits way better than Robert Woods. Robert Woods was not that guy. Robert Woods is a great player, but he's not that guy stylistically. And Allen Robinson is. So I think that he has a chance for a career renaissance. And even if Terry McLaurin gets stuck with further bad quarterback play, even if Terry McLaurin gets stuck with a situation where three years from now, we're still saying, man, I really wish you could play with good quarterbacks, then he can still get out at 28. So as long as he doesn't get tagged. And I don't know if there's a no tag provision in his contract, but I'm pretty sure there's not. So my biggest loser for this week is not going to be Terry McLaurin because he signed a three-year deal. Had he signed a five-year deal, I would have said Terry McLaurin, by the way. Yeah. My biggest loser this week is Jalen Ramsey. Anytime you Mm. have someone who undergoes surgery in the end of June, that's not good. I literally just said that being healthy for training camp is such a big deal. Yeah. Jalen Ramsey is not going to be healthy for training camp. And so usually whenever there's surgeries to be had, you want them to happen immediately after the season. And when you try to think, okay, rest is going to help. Rest is going to help. And then in June, you realize rest is not helping. You got to go into the knife. That's not good. So in the absence, I don't think it's a huge L, but he is the biggest loser for me this particular year. Carl says, he is the biggest winner this uh, today because he paid off his student loans today. Carl, good for you, bravo. Carl. We are giving bravo, you, Carl. We are giving you the bravo. We are giving you the round of applause. Congratulations, Carl. I am very, very excited for you, Nate. Who's your biggest loser this week? My biggest loser. It should come to no surprise, Bruce. It should come. I I like to stay on brand. My biggest loser this week. Tyreek Hill. Did you Again. see his quote? Uh, yeah, Dennis Rodman uh, and Carmen Electra. Like, I don't know if you saw the end. Of the, I don't know if you saw the end of that movie or not. Quote: Expect a Dennis Rodman and Carmen Electra connection. I completely agree, Tyreek. I completely agree. An annulment days after their marriage and then divorced a year later. That's exactly what's going to happen. Speaking of Brava, biggest loser, I should say biggest winner. What an idiot. I I, I don't even know what to say to that. I really don't. I, I almost feel like we're getting the unlocked version of Tyreek Hill. Now that he's in Miami, the same way that we got like the unlocked version of Tom Brady when he went to Tampa Bay. And everyone's realizing that they're actually not anything like they you thought no. they were in Kansas City. No. And you thought Tom Brady was like in New England. We're getting the unlocked version. And the unlocked version of Tyreek Hill says weird stuff. Just weird. He says stuff. really weird stuff. Like he's like he's like the classic overcompensating white male. You know, like a guy that's just got to tell you, like, oh, yeah, I bench 225. You know, like, okay, dude, cool. You know, that guy definitely doesn't bench 225, right? He did in high school, but as a 35-year-old man, he does. He no longer benches 225. But he's got to tell you, right? That has sort of been Tyreek since he's gotten to Miami. He 
can't stop telling people how good Tua is. Sort of seems like you're the guy with the truck, with the big tires, with the truck yeah sticker, and the, uh, the uh, you know, I, I digress, right? Give me a break, Tyreek. At least know your history if you're going to drop a Dennis Rod- I think you just wanted to drop a Dennis Rodman reference, which I can appreciate. But, I, I mean, get it right. Anytime you can drop a Dennis Rodman quote or a Dennis Rodman reference, I think you have to do it. Right? The worm. Yeah, I know. You got him. Yeah, you got uh, it. You have to. So, when I used to, when I was younger, I used to play basketball with my father. And my father um would, would play dirty he'd absolutely play dirty and every sure. time the ball went up my father you know dennis robin would you know was absolutely a, a king of box out right but he was just box you out all day long my father would take his elbow and dig it into your rib cage when the ball was in the air so that if you ever tried to like jump up he would just dig that elbow that bony elbow right into your rib cage oh and yeah then when i was when i would come down like scraping my rib cage against his elbow he like dennis robin man dennis robin I get, I get, I get the ball. I don't know what to tell you. Dennis Rodman over and over again. So I didn't grow to hate Dennis Rodman as much as begrudgingly respect the rebounding ability of, in my opinion, the greatest rebounder of all time. So now I don't know enough about basketball, so I'm probably going to get a bunch of people who yell at me, Probably, that, but, but probably you know, that, 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 that's okay. I, you know what? I spent a long time this week, um, going through route concepts for different coverage beaters because I'm working on a podcast for a little while from now about called uh-huh. rock, about rock paper, rock paper scissors, and I realized when I was done, I was like, you know, if I didn't dive into football so much, I think I could know a little bit more about other things. But I'm kind of like a who's got time like, for a, that? like a one trick pony, right? <laughs> I know about things that start with F, right? Football, food, fighting, and other things we're not going to talk about. So, Nate, we did it, man. We did. We, we did always do. By the way. We always do exactly, just so you know, exactly one hour too. Exactly one hour. It's been 59 wow, minutes it has been. and wow. 40 seconds. Look at that. It's almost like we know what we're doing. Almost. But for those of you well, listening live and listening around the world, I hope you enjoyed your time with us. I hope you have a wonderful holiday weekend. But most importantly, I hope you didn't leave hungry.